Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. We're here. Welcome back. Welcome back, Chalker Checkup listeners. So, Mom, I feel like the more and more that I've been practicing a lot of the techniques and meditations that you've been talking about well a the less I relate to many many people now and I feel a lot more sensitive if I do end up going out like with a group of friends or something I'm often picking up some sort of entity or bringing it back home with me so how can I reintegrate myself into the world (laughs) well You probably were picking up all those things before, and now you are, as you said, more sensitive. So you've just become more aware of what is happening, and that can be a little bit alarming. If you go someplace and you suddenly feel an entity crawling up your arm, which I have had happen, there are some things you can do that will help. Uh, Some, And I've talked about this list with many people. And still, some people don't really quite get the significance of it. So I I made a list of probably the seven most significant things that you can do to help minimize picking up something and walking around with it and then feeling, you know, upset, nauseated or whatever you're going to feel, depending on what you picked up. All right. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> we are we all are we all ready just to go ahead and do everything on the list yeah let's let's walk us through what's number one <laughs> okay well the number one is being in your body having your soul in your body tell it is in your feet so touching your feet we've talked about on podcasts they go in their body once and they and they just don't get the significance of it but there's a couple things that are significant about that in, in regards to picking up stuff from other people. First of all, the purpose of your first chakra is to charge up all of the other chakras, to grab energy and it's like the engine of your whole body and charge it up. And where that charge mostly comes from is from the earth. It's from the energy of the earth. If you're not 100% in your body, if your soul is not in your feet and when you're walking around, it's touching the ground, then at best, you're just getting a small percentage of that ability to charge up your system, which tends to make you run down and tired. But in terms of protection, it's very significant because you can't run the energetics around you or have the sensitivity around you strong enough to really protect you. The way I often say it is it makes a weak psychic immune system. Uh More um, susceptible to pathogens, so to speak. (laughs) More acceptable to anything dark. Uh Okay, so refresh my memory because I feel like I'm a pretty grounded person, but how would I tell if I'm in my body or not? Well, if you if you look in the mirror or or just stand up and you imagine that your soul is directly up 
because that's usually where it goes when you're awake and you breathe and you say, I'm willing to have my soul 100% in my body and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to bring my soul down into my body. You're in charge of this. So there's no resistance to doing it if you're saying you want to do it. And you breathe until you feel tingling in your feet, until you feel it. And you will feel shorter and you will feel denser. Okay. So if you try that exercise and you feel a significant difference, then you were not in your body. Okay. And therefore, you don't have the protection that you would have if you are there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it just makes you stronger. And you can't charge up your body. You're, you're, well, you can to some degree, but it's a lot weaker. So it's like you're running around on 50% power and you're checked out. When you're not in your body, you don't feel as many physical sensations as you would otherwise. So when an entity or a, some weird energy comes along, I usually feel it as kind of like electricity, kind of a creepy electricity with crawling up my arm or something of that nature. Uh -huh. So I'll feel it right away. Uh -huh. If you're not in your body, you won't feel it. So we won't even notice it. Okay, so that makes sense, like why I'm feeling more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just feel it more. Right. And and let's say, okay, so you do you did go to a bar and you did did feel that. Well then you can go right into the restroom and wash off your arm and it'll go away. Okay. Good to know. You know, anytime you feel like I might be picking up stuff, uh, go in and, and just wash off real quick and that will help to repel anything that's just transitory. Uh huh. But basically, you have to be in your body to know the difference. And I mean, that could also include jumping in a lake or the ocean or other bodies of water, a pool. Yeah, those are all very good for, for cleaning up, for sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah, water is very, very good for getting rid of entities. Matter of fact, here's an interesting side note. Uh, when you When you leave a country and you fly across you know an ocean or a lot of times your entities don't follow you wait what <laughs> so it's weird if you if if like if you're in you know like san francisco and you fly to mexico or something and you cross a body of water a lot of entities won't 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 go with you across a body of water that's okay, why sometimes so when people fly to someplace like hawaii they're like oh my god i feel so marvelous here it's because they left all their junk at home. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying when people can let go, they're like, I need an escape from my life. I'm going to go here. And like, let's say they move to some place like Hawaii. Like they just never get those same issues back. Like, Well, they can regenerate them for sure. You know? Okay. The, yeah, they can regenerate them, but. There's certain type of entities, they just don't seem to like to cross bodies of water. So when you cross a big body of water, the entity tends to stay on land. Oh, that's so funny. So water's a great repellent to any kind of uh, negative energy. Okay. I think this solidifies my wants of just living on a sailboat or something and just being <laughs> surrounded by water. Nothing can get me out here. <laughs> Well, that's true. It was. And uh, I I used to be a professional scuba diver and always felt marvelous. You know, you're in the water all day long and uh, you come up and you feel great. And 
Water turns you to Teflon. Nothing sticks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So being your body, that's an important one. Definitely. So you can charge up. And so you know what's happening. That's, that's really, really important. The other one that I've talked again about many times is making your energy field small. A lot of high powered psychic people have this ability to expand their energy field really far from their body. I've seen some people that if you go in one direction, it goes out 22 feet. And that, of course, is in a circle around them. So they've got a 40 foot field around them. I've seen many, many people that have this like 15, 10, 15 feet. So that means they've got a 30 foot circle around them. Mm-hmm. This is not appropriate energetically. Uh, you're, you're actually trying to dominate the field with your energy. So if you're stronger than whoever else is in that field, anybody that walks within, within that 30 feet, yeah, they are now in your field and you are kind of encroaching on theirs. And okay. that is the same as, as violating their energy. So that gives them permission to jump into yours. Okay. So basically you've kind of broken down what a natural barrier you might have. And if that person has anything that resonates with anything that you have, you know, your father beat you, their father beat them. They can connect because of that resonance. Uh huh. And so then all of a sudden you've got this energy exchange going back and forth Usually they're sucking away your energy and dumping their junk on you. Well, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other thing about it is people that do this, of course, in their homes or in small spaces, people get irritated with them because they feel like you take too much space. You don't, I, I can't get any space around you. If you hear people saying that in your home, you probably they're probably describing exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, just a feeling more than you actually are taking up their space, but it's well, you are taking ener- up their space. An energetic, yeah, yeah. You actually are taking up their space. You're expanding out your thought forms, your energy, to the point where they there's no room left for them. Uh huh. So the appropriate thing to do is to literally breathe and say, I'm going to bring my, my energy field down to within two feet of my body. That gives you a four foot circle. Even that's a little bit big, but it's a lot better to be in that. Then you're going to know who's in that, that little space. Right. As opposed to being 30 feet, that covers the whole party. Right. (laughs) The entire bar. You don't want to pick up everything that everyone has at like a bar scene, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you do. And then you just, you get home and you feel like you're covered in crud because you are. Uh Uh-huh. I think I've mentioned, I, I had a nurse that had so much stuff on her. I just grabbed a candle and spent more than half an hour 
just pulling these weird little energy things off of her and throwing them into a candle flame. You can <laughs> really get covered with stuff. Uh-huh. So you definitely want to make your field small and tight when you go into public. So, yeah, walk us through that exercise again. Well, what you do is you just imagine your energy field as like a big balloon in any color that you like to see it, doesn't matter. And think of when you're breathing on every exhale, the balloon gets smaller and tighter and closer to your physical body. If you're doing this properly, you will actually begin to feel the density. As you get real close, you'll feel the density and things kind of firm up. And this is good. Uh, it really works just like if you, if you throw a dart at a really big balloon, it, it's very easy to pop it. If you throw a dart at a balloon that's just barely got any air in it, the dart will bounce off of it. Uh-huh. It works the same way with your psychic energy. If your energy field is small and tight, things will bounce off of it. They have a hard time penetrating that energy field. Okay, that makes sense. So this, this can be very, very useful. But it also will repel anybody that's super dark. The in-between people, it's, it's, not, it's not so defined. But if someone's really dark and you're really light, they will want to be away from you. Uh-huh. Because bright, bright, bright light will repel darkness. Their entities or whatever, they're not going to want to be around that. They don't want to be in bright light. So they will tend to move away and not want to interface with you. And people that are more of like mind and like light, bright as you are, they will tend to want to be with you. Mm -hmm. So it's a way of kind of defining the crowd without having to say or do anything, really. Okay, I like that idea. Yeah, yes. It works very well. And it also just puts just a safety net around you. Yeah, I'm going to try that next time I go out. Yeah. Which hasn't been very often lately. But... <laughs> well, but maybe this big, beautiful person will come over to you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And uh, you'll just go, wow, that, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Why not? Can't okay. Hurt. So the other thing that is you can do to help protect yourself, and I know people aren't going to like this too much, but is to avoid touching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one would be particularly difficult, well, here and in, in other cultures, because it's very common when you greet someone just to be kissing them on the cheek and doing like a half hug kind of thing. Or well, a handshake or whatever. Yeah. Try to stay stick with a handshake and avoid hugging somebody you don't know. Yeah. If you do that, uh, if, at least if you've done the things before, it'll be, you'll be less likely to pick something up. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that if a lot of people, when they hug someone, when they touch somebody, they kind of spontaneously open up their energy. And they're like, you know, kind of very welcoming, loving uh, feeling that they're exuding. And 
they are energetically just opening up and becoming more vulnerable in order to meet this person. They're just a spontaneous thing that certain very loving people do. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily bad. However, that also makes you vulnerable to picking things up because you've just kind of changed the dynamic of what we've just tried to set up, which is try to protect you from everything. And you just said, oh, no, I'm well, in this case, I'm going to go ahead and give this person a, a big old hug. Is there a way to put up some sort of barrier if you are going to continue to hug people or your friends or? Well, you can consciously, and I know it sounds kind of awful, but you can consciously say, I'm going to hug them, but I'm not going to allow any of their energy to, to cross into any of mine. You can set a barrier. So instead of going into it being like, oh, like how nice to see them, love them you're kind of like energetically putting like a standoff vibe on it instead uh, well a little bit yes the, okay. the truth of it is that's true i run into so many couples or people or couples that are having problems with this if somebody if one or the other partner is really really dark or or fairly dark and the other one's more on the light side it's difficult when you're you're in contact with someone that has a lot of darkness and it's kind of like, you know, you can go into a cold lake for a while, but you can't live there forever. And the more you're going into somebody's dark energy, the more it's going to affect you. It's going to cause you to have physical symptoms. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel edgy. You're going to feel grumpy. You may not sleep well. It's important to first of all, be discerning about who you're touching and, and ultimately who you partner with, but also to, to try to really be careful about setting up some of these boundaries so that you won't pick stuff up. For one of these couples that one person might have a lot of entities or something and you're partnered with them, is there a way to keep your boundaries up so that you could still be together and not have it affect you as much yes there there are some ways um a lot of the people that i have talked to that are going through this they find it to be sort of tedious to try to constantly be checking and rechecking or setting their boundaries but unfortunately to some degree that is necessary if you don't want to be picking picking up stuff from that particular person. Okay. Um, and this is especially true, and it, and it works when you're not in a long-term relationship also, is that if you're sleeping with somebody that has dark energy, it is next to impossible to go to sleep with someone that has an entity or more than one entity or a lot of dark energy and not wake up with some of it. Okay. <laughs> because when you're asleep, you're just all, you know, you're all curled around each other and wrapped up and, and you know, relaxed. And you're not thinking about setting any kind of boundary. In fact, you, you know, kind of consented. So we're going to, you know, take off all our clothes and snuggle up. So that makes you very, very vulnerable to picking something up. And... Um, You're all snuggled up with their entities too, huh? Yes, it comes with the package. It does. Uh-huh. 
And it's made worse if you have issues that resonate with their issues. So if, you know, if your father beat you and their father beat them and they have a dark entity, maybe you don't, you know, maybe you've healed a little bit past that, but you're still angry or pissed off uh, about it, then you've got a pre-made highway for the energy to go right back and forth. Okay. I mean, that's the reality of it. That's why in some strict cultures, they don't even want people to basically hardly touch each other until they're married. I mean, there's there's some energetic reasons around that. And, and I know our society, we're a lot more liberal. And, and But it has its problems. It can have its problems. And this doesn't have to be a you know, a love relationship. If you were all camping together and you said, well, you know, oh, okay, we're friends. He can camp. He can, he can be in my tent next to me, or we can share this double sleeping bag or something like that. You're just, you're in the same situation, the same vulnerability. Okay. It's very, very difficult to protect yourself when you're having contact with someone and you're asleep. And I mean, on the really dark side of that is uh, I have had many people who have gotten drunk and passed out and somebody took advantage of them and they picked up all kinds of stuff. If you're unconscious, you're extremely vulnerable. Right. Then you have to deal with that. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of times if, if, if an entity or dark energy has resonance with you somewhere in your system, then you don't necessarily feel it. It's something that kind of comes on slow because it's kind of like, Oh, home again. I've, you know, this is a familiar territory. Uh, and so well, I know for me, like when you said that I had picked up something, it like presented itself as like a new physical pain. Yes, but you're more sensitive than some people would have been. Uh-huh. I mean, some people may not have noticed that for a month or two, so they wouldn't necessarily think, oh, that was when I was with so-and-so. Right. They would just go, what What did I do? I must have bent over crooked or I did, or I tripped or something like that. I mean, to be fair, those were my first thoughts anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Until until they come across someone like me, and I go, "What is this big dark pancake that you've got slapped on your back? <laughs> Where did it come from?" Uh, right. <laughs> and and generally, those sort of things, if they haven't been there that long, they're easy enough to get off. Uh, you generate light. You think of light. You generate light. You breathe into the area where you think you might have picked something up, and you keep generating bright light and breathing into it and saying nothing's allowed in my energy this must go uh -huh. if, you, if you catch it on the first you know day or so and you do that it should go very quickly and you won't get into having accidents or being ill or whatever long term right if you don't do anything uh then it's sort of like a virus it starts to weave its way into your energetics in your body and becomes more and more at home. Then you start acting out in various different ways. You're more paranoid, you're less trusting, you're more anxious, you're all of these things that you 
maybe you weren't six months ago. Right. And of course, then it's harder to help somebody when they're in that situation because they're paranoid and not trusting. So they're not going to listen to anything I want to say. <laughs> it's It could be difficult. Then I'm in a situation sometimes with someone I have to first convince them that it's there and then trust me enough to try to move it along because they've gotten so ingrained with it. Right. So it's better to, first of all, avoid sleeping with somebody that you know very little. Really, I would just avoid that. Even if you were dating and you were having sex, you'd be better to initially to just get up and go home than to sleep over with someone. Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but <laughs> if you're just not 100% sure, you know, just be careful because when you're conscious, it's less of a problem. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Words from the wise, ladies. Get up and leave after. Or send them away or whatever. <laughs> That was nice, but I just don't feel comfortable enough for you to stay over. Okay, great. Or, or not to sleep in my bed. You can sleep on the sofa. <laughs> Here's the floor. You can sleep on the dog bed. <laughs> okay. Or just be very, very conscious that there's might be a likelihood that you could have picked something up and then really sit down and go through your body, chakra by chakra, uh, checking it out, asking how it feels. Does everything feel as good as it did the day before? You know, and and generate light, and then take a shower and smudge and all of that, and make sure you're clean. Okay, you know, because you want to catch these things before. Right. When you put it that way, it does seem easier to just to send them home after. In a way, it is. <laughs> 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 might might be a little problem for them. <laughs> Sometimes people instinctively like to do that. They like to get up and leave, and maybe they instinctively know that that it affects their energy that way. Well, I know a lot of people they don't even realize it as like an energetic thing, but they're like, I just sleep better in my own bed at home. You know, when we talk about these things with entities, the thing that always flashes by back in my mind is this one this one work I did in Brazil with all these people and, and this entity that left someone and then it kind of got up like a cobra and it was looking around the room like where do I go and it slithered over to this one woman and then she was brushing it away so it went away then it went looked around some more then it slithered over to this other woman and just started very slowly wrapping around her arm and then up her shoulder and then around her neck. And she kind of shook her shoulder a little bit, but then she just went right back to doing what she was doing, was totally fine with it. Uh And that's the kind of thing you can picture happening while you're sleeping. Yeah, it's really creepy. It's creepy. It is creepy. But it actually does happen. And, you know, I would like it not to be happening to people. So I'm trying to give you a heads up here. Yeah. Okay. So what else can we do? Okay. One of the things that make you the most vulnerable to picking things up from people is that if you have the mindset that, and this could be in long-term relationships or just short-term relationships or just judgment, 
if you have the mindset that you need to fix or heal that person, particularly without permission. Uh-huh. So if you're, if you're interfacing with this person and you're saying, well, he would be just perfect for me if he wasn't blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. You know, or I could really, I could see, I could really help him and I help him to get rid of some of his things and then we'll be the perfect couple or, you know, he would be such a great guy if he didn't have all of this trauma. (laughs) Exactly. Is when you're doing that, when you're in that mindset, it's very hard to be in that mindset and not be extending yourself into their body energetics. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't be making the judgment if you were not seeing or feeling something. So you probably have already kind of gone beyond their boundary and you're using your psychic ability to kind of check them out and figure out what you feel needs fixing. Okay. And the truth is they don't need to be fixed by you for sure. They they don't need to be fixed by any person. They need to be fixed by themselves. You know, hopefully with the help of their angels, but not by you. So as soon as you have determined that you're going to fix them or heal them or or bring them to some consciousness to make them better, you've extended into their energy and now you've opened a real good highway to for them to attach to you. Uh-huh. And I mean, even if that person isn't willing or wanting to address some of these things you telling them all of the ways to fix them isn't going to help anyways it isn't going to help anyway no you can't fix them you cannot fix them um i mean one of the best ways to fix someone sometimes is to see them in perfection okay if if your if your realization is is they're totally fine the way they are and whatever they're doing, you just, this is perfect. On They're on their path to healing, and this is perfect for them. Uh-huh. You're, you're not extending into their energy, and that is allowing them to totally do whatever they need to do until they can heal. Mm-hmm. People that want to fix someone, they don't understand that it's not like that person wakes up and says, oh, I am really screwed up, and I really want to stay screwed up today. Yeah, they're just stuck. They're stuck. They're stuck or they're afraid. Or psychically, they're just still bleeding from their wounds. They're a long way from the place where they're ready to say, okay, I'm going to take the next step and let all this go. Right. When someone that is more enlightened comes along and they can look at it and say, oh, it seems really simple. We can do blah, blah, blah. Well, that's... well, yeah, if someone's bleeding energetically from their wounds, it's really hard not to want to step in and be like, let me patch you up. Right. But that won't help them. Uh huh. If they come to you and they say, yes, help patch me up. That's one thing. But if you're just saying, you know, we've had coffee and we've made love a few times. So let me tell you what you need to do now. You know, well, that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah. And if you're again, if you're extending into their energy, the first thing they do when they attach to you is they start people that have major stuff going on. They're tired all the time. 
So the first thing that they do is they start sucking away your energy because mm-hmm. they're tired and they need energy. And that's why a lot of people want to touch psychic people is to get energy. Mm-hmm. You're like a you're like a battery, a huge battery with lots and lots of wattage. And these people are tired and run down and they're just don't have the energy to practically open the refrigerator and look for something to eat, much less try to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. So when you go into their energy, the first thing they do is they start tapping yours. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of happy you're in the relationship and then you notice, God, I'm more tired than I can ever remember being. Mm-hmm. And that's because you've, you've created this highway. And if you don't remove that energetically and you break up and then go with someone else, you still have it that attached to this other person. It's still going on. Yeah, that makes sense. So after a time, you know, after a few years, if you've had a few relationships, you've got chronic fatigue or something. You're just so tapped out. You can't even figure out why. That's because you're just constantly being drained by these past situations where you've allowed people to tap into you and you've never changed that and i'm i mean i imagine it would be exhausting for both parties the one person always hearing how much they need to change and then you kind of micromanaging what they're doing right and even if you don't verbalize it if you just have the idea in your mind well you know if I just love him a certain way, he's going to change and then he'll be okay. If if you're in a relationship that you think that he someone needs to just change enough to be acceptable, that isn't love and that isn't healing. Uh-huh. That's codependency probably, but it's it's definitely not love or healing. And it definitely will affect you in a negative way. Mhm. And if you inadvertently or you hurt them in some way then you can wind up with an entity of your own what do you mean if you've hurt them in some way well i know one thing that i've seen happen that i've 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 talked to couples about is that they get into that dynamic and then all of a sudden they're getting into some real aggressive fights they're yelling and screaming and sometimes even getting violent with each other Uh huh. If you are angry and you feel energy come out of you when you're angry, when you're yelling at someone or you're really angry and you just feel feel like this huge charge of energy leave you, that is about the equivalent of an entity because that thought form, which isn't love and light, has substance Uh and it goes to that person this hypothetically wounded person and it hits them it's smack and it's going to make them feel crappy it's going to make them feel nauseous or sick or agitated or or it's going to connect to the part of them that's in doubt about themselves and they'll like i really am no good i'm you know it's just it's there's nothing positive about that Uh uh-huh so you can actually do real damage to that person really hurt them by exuding these really powerful thought forms at someone that is weaker and can't resist your psychic field okay 
it's not only not good for you to be doing that sort of thing, it's really not good for the poor person on the other end of receiving end of this. Right. It's not going to make them feel better. One of the greatest ways that people can go and get healing nowadays is to go to Vipassana, which is a silent retreat, silent meditation. Uh And when you sit in silent meditation, what happens is you're just in the space of being able to just be you, be totally accepted with no judgment and have an opportunity to heal. Uh-huh. And after 10 days of that, I have seen, I've been there myself, and I've also had friends that have come, gone in and come out. People have amazing healing because no one is saying that they need to do anything in terms of changing who they are or what they are. Uh, no one is judging them. And all they're doing is sitting there and, and being able to have an opportunity to be with themselves in a safe environment with nothing going on. Mm -hmm. And that's a really tremendous gift to give somebody because that alone can often just give you the opportunity to heal Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Ideally, if you would totally love the person, that's the kind of energy you would set up. That makes sense. And, and that, will make you more protected because you don't have a highway of energetics going back and forth. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is extending love and there's no, there's never a problem with extending love to someone. Mm -hmm. Love and acceptance is, is a very, very healing space. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an agenda for how long it's going, you know, how long you're willing to do that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to love them for a week. And if they fix, if they've been fixed in a week, then all good. Then again, you're back to the first conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a tricky, it's a little bit tricky, but it works. So that's one way you can protect yourself and you can protect your partner or your friend, whoever it is. Uh-huh. Ultimately, the best way you can protect yourself is to completely clean up everything in your energy. Uh-huh. If you're not carrying in your chakras any darkness, any unhealed energy, any anger, any distrust, if you go through and spend the time do soul retrievals on whatever you need to do soul retrievals on. Let go of all the, the anger. Generate light. Then you become Teflon. Nothing is going to stick to you. Okay. Nothing will want to come to you. Okay. Not people. I'm not, not saying no people will want to come to you, but their dark energy does not like light. Right. Dark energy is repelled by light. So if you are a perfect shining light, it's very hard for anything to stick to you, to jump onto you or to come to you. So there's the easy solution. Just become enlightened. <laughs> the easy solution. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not an issue. See, there, nothing was sticking to Buddha or Jesus, you know. <laughs> 
we have no proof of that (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you make it sound oh yeah just generate light you'll be fine but that's i mean there's a lot of steps involved in cleaning up your energy Yes, but even as a short-term practice, whenever you're in doubt, if you sit there and generate light, I mean, you could be actually sitting in a bar and feel like something, like some guy's giving you a creepy look or something, or some girl's giving you a creepy look. And uh, if you just sit there and all of a sudden just said, okay, I'm just gold light, I'm gold light, aquamarine blue light, and it's swirling all around me, I'll I'll be willing to bet any amount of money that they will go away. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be attracted to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the more you generate light in your in your life, it all adds up. It doesn't diminish. It's not like a bank account that you run out of. The more light you <laughs> generate, the uh, you know, the more light you have. <laughs> right, right. I mean that that makes sense. But I'm just saying, like, I know that you said that you've only seen a handful of people with perfect chakras. This is true. So that's why it would be a good idea for us all to be practicing generating some <laughs> Aim for perfection and aim a little higher. <laughs> right. Okay. But, you know, I see, I do chakra readings every single day. And there are so many people that have really beautiful energy, really beautiful energy. A lot. I see that a lot. And they're not doing anything with it. Right. They, they go, oh, yeah, I've been to six psychics and they've all said that, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now it's seven. <laughs> right. And they're very nice people and they're very intelligent people, but they just don't do anything with it. But what if all of these people that are like that in the entire world were generating light? Uh-huh. That could change the world. And you know, it makes it a safer place energetically. Uh huh. You know, Which if I you go back to my very first point of harder to relate to the rest of the people that are still on the daily grind. Well, that's true. But I mean, do you really want to? Do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody that has a, you know, demon wrapped around their midsection? No. But <laughs> <laughs> how do you find the people that don't have that? <laughs> Well, you generate, you generate light and they're, you're going to be more attracted to them. And the more you generate light, the more your chakra is going to open and you're going to be able to see them. Right. Um, and, you know, we can choose wisely. Yeah. I was generating light. I was, I literally sat down and, and put myself in a space of light. And then I, I breathed that light into my hand and went on a dating app and just, didn't read anything what it said. I just scanned across the pictures until I felt like somebody had a lot of light. And I met someone who I wound up dating for more than a year and a half who, who was a billionaire and it was a very smart guy. Right. No, you can, you generate light and you're going to be attracted to light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to repel darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you can take your chances. You can take your chance that you don't have any 
darkness left in you. So I don't need to protect myself. I don't need to be in my body. I don't need to think about shielding myself anyway. What the hell? I'm just going to drink a lot and hug everybody and go to bed with someone at the end of the night and see how I feel in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, to be fair, is, is probably what most of us have been doing without a conscious effort. And I think a lot of us don't feel very well. So... I guess go into generating light and see how that works for a while. If you do that, if you do that, you don't lose your light. That's one thing you should know. You don't lose your light. You it doesn't go away. You might feel crappy for a while um, while you sort out what you took on, uh, you know, and how much alcohol you drank or whatever. But you don't lose your light. You're gonna wake up and you're gonna have the same chakra system that you had before. Mm -hmm. Maybe with the addition of a few critters but basically the same you know you're still gonna have being or a semi-enlightened being or whatever you are do the people that you hang out around if you are a bright and shiny light do the people around you get lighter as well yes they do because a lot of light is very healing so uh, most of the spectrum of, of bright light is very healing white light is healing blue light is healing gold light is healing silver light is healing and people that have a lot of that in their chakras they they are fluorescing this outward and anybody that comes into that field is going to be soaking it up nice so the more light that you're generating just within yourself the more other people are going to end up healing on their own I used to do a meditation where I'd say, okay, I'm, I am light. I am light. My living room is light. My neighbor's houses in, in that area is light. The neighborhood is light. The city is light. The state is light. The United States is light. The oceans around the United States are light. You know, now Canada and Mexico, we just like to keep seeing it expanding, expanding light. Uh huh. Because they say if you, you know, if you generate like a positive thought or light, it goes out, penetrates the universe, comes back, centers on you. Huh. So the more light that you send out, the more light comes back to you. Again, it's not diminishing. You can't run out of it. Uh-huh. So that's going to just go out. And so you don't need to try to heal someone or fix them. Uh by thinking about what's wrong with them and how they're going to, you're going to make them better. You just go about your day filling the house full of light. Uh Uh-huh. Cooking when you're stirring food, I'm cooking this pot of soup and it's full of light and healing, love and healing light, you know, like that. Yeah. And, And things will get better. I love that. It works. That's why everybody, my cooking (laughs) (laughs) i i made pea soup and i took some the neighbor said her husband loves pea soup and his it's his birthday yesterday so i took him some pot of pea soup and he came back and he said i love that soup that was the best soup ever and his wife said he licked the pan he licked the bowl (laughs) it could be that you're a good cook but (laughs) It could be I'm a good cook because I try to put light into everything that I cook, too. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's a big difference in the people that 
think about love and how how they love cooking and what it tastes like compared to if you're not actively doing that for sure that's true or maybe just because i do cook i think so many people don't even cook they just never try cooking and i mean they're not eating the cooked food very much that home cooked food so who knows but anyway there's no downside to generating light and there's very little downside to protecting yourself other than it can be a little bit challenging to have to go through it Uh until you get more used to just running your energetics on a daily basis and being responsible for what's going on so you don't you can cross paths with whoever and still be okay Uh you know if you look at nurses and uh, doctors some doctors a lot of nurses um they are extremely overweight and part of that is because they have they're not being protected and they keep picking up stuff and picking up stuff uh-huh i don't know that i've seen very many doctors that are overweight <laughs> no not so many okay if you look at nurses not so much the doctors but the nurses a lot of nurses are very much overweight uh-huh and it's because they are hands on with a lot of people that are having a lot of issues and they pick up a tremendous amount of stuff. I mean, I would assume that would somewhat go for a lot of people that are just generally overweight. Yes, it can. It can do. A lot of times there are people that are out of body and they have very little protection because they're not charging up their body. They're out of body. They don't have a huge awareness of what's going on. And of course, then uh, they, they are attracted and resonate with other people that are having similar issues. And it just keeps going round and round. Mm-hmm. Then they get into f- dysfunctional relationships. The relationships break down. Uh, they start to hurt each other, fight and yell and scream and all of that. And uh, then they break up and they're, you know, all sort of more damaged. And a lot of that could be prevented by... Generating light. <laughs> generating light and managing your energetics, managing, you know, who and what you're attracted to and how you interface with that person. Uh-huh. Well, you've certainly given us a whole list of homework today. <laughs> it's not work. It's just natural consciousness about what you should be doing. It's new attention to detail which is a little bit of work to get into your daily routine yeah (laughs) (laughs) i suppose now there are going to be a few to go i don't know if i really want to sleep with him or not yeah (laughs) yeah but that could be a good thing (laughs) (laughs) save yourself (laughs) really (laughs) all right well if anybody has any questions wants to call in comment anything there is a link in this podcast description also just for shits and giggles i've made a collection of chakra checkups swag mugs and shirts and whatnot that can be found at chakracheckups.com Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep hearing episodes, you 
love the content we're putting out, be sure to subscribe and rate our show. That will help us out tremendously without you having to spend a dime. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll have another episode for you next week. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you.